This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line, the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very much. Thank you, Baylor Scott and White. Thank you for listening this morning. I'm Neil Sperry, and you are listening to WBAP, Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. I'll be here for another hour, and love to hear from you. I have um, I have two lines open, 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Call right now, won't you please? 800-288-9227. I could use the calls if you detect a difference in the audio quality. There is. I'm broadcasting off my cell phone and all totally my fault i'll take all the blame i I drip some water into my my broadcast console here at my office i own it i'm i own the problem i own the console and i think it is drying out it looks like it's just a drop or two but it went right into a slot and i think it's probably shorting something so anyway we are where we are we're going to do the broadcast and and you're very kind to listen and you're very kind to call debbie and forest hill i'll go to you in just a moment uh, so stay stay with me, if you will, please. Uh, it will be my pleasure to help you. And uh, I really would be grateful for a phone call or two now to fill up those phone lines. 800-288-9227. The man who is uh, along for this bumpy ride is Mike Bass. He is my producer, and uh, he has uh, been a very faithful friend and, and producer for, I guess we're in our third year together, Mike. Is that right? Something like that. And uh, I am lucky to have him he he is the calming soul uh today's spca of texas dog is benjamin benjamin is a four-year-old labrador retriever mix that sweet and gentle boy looking for a loving home he's cute as he can be with a chocolate coat and tan markings around his face and eyes his ears have just the right amount of flop and his big brown eyes just beg you to love him benjamin is an easygoing dog he enjoys playing with stuffed toys going for walks, snuggling up for naps in his bed. In his previous home, he got along with cats. He's been open. He's open to meeting any other dogs you have to to see if they're a good match. Right now, Benjamin and all other adult dogs and cats at the Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center are only $25 to adopt. During the SPCA of Texas, tis the season adoption special until December 31. Benjamin is waiting to meet you at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center in Dallas to meet him, to adopt him. Visit any day between noon and 6. He's a cute guy, though, so I wouldn't wait too long. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Benjamin has been neutered, microchipped. He's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines, and he's waiting for his new forever family He's hoping it'll be you at the SPCA of Texas, Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center at 2400 Lone Star Drive at I-30 west of Hampton Road. The SPCA of Texas, Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center, that's four times in this. I've read that. Good for them. They're open for adoptions every day from noon until 6. Animals are available by walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select animals. They invite you to browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet. Also visit spca.org slash dogadopt 
to inquire about an, a dog or spca.org slash cat adopt to inquire about a cat. And uh, remember, his name is Benjamin. You can see what he looks like and you can read about him and you can then get directions and go down and you can get Benjamin adopted. I hope you will. Benjamin, the four-year-old Labrador retriever mixed with those beautiful markings. It's a great guy. And that is sponsored today by the folks at Baylor, Scott and White Health. They sponsored this entire hour for this entire year. And I am pretty proud of that fact because they have made so much a, a, a part of our Sperry family life. That's where we go for all of our doctors. And, and we invite you and encourage you to do the same because that is the state-of-the-art medical care around Texas. Baylor, Scott and White. Gardeners know how much work it takes to get a garden happy and healthy. Baylor Scott and White has opted to use this uh, message to thank people who have helped us keep ourselves happy and healthy. The beloved healthcare workers who are out there on the front line, they have the hardest job of all. We owe each and every one of them a giant thank you. Thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. Good enough doesn't qualify at Baylor, Scott & White. It's not easy to protect us from COVID, but we see you showing up every day and giving every ounce of your energy. And to you, my listener, remember that there are plenty of ways you can show your appreciation to the front line. You can get vaccinated, wear your mask. Those are small things, and you need to do it. I got all our masks washed up last night. I have some really nice disposable masks that are very high quality that I use, and we've had our shots and we've had our, our boosters, and I encourage you to do the same. Uh, whether you're conservative or, or progressive or whatever your political leanings, this one is not political. This is common sense, and these are great ways we can show our support of the frontline people who are working so hard to keep us healthy and happy. One more big thank you. To Baylor, Scott and White Health, especially to those folks out on the front line for all that you have done to keep us all safe. Thank you. Thank you, Baylor, Scott and White. Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what healthcare workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now back to Neil. I think that's what I said. Good deal. Snoopy agrees. Let's go back to our phone lines. Oh, no, I need to tell you about Live Oaks quickly, and then I'll go to Debbie and Forest Hill. Uh, Live Oaks were hurt variously by the cold last February. Uh, some of them were not hurt at all. Most of them were not hurt at all. Um, but there were some that were devastated by the cold. They have lost big chunks of, of bark. Their, their, their trunks were cracked vertically. That is called radial shake, R-A-D-I-A-L-S-H-A-K-E, radial shake. I never heard that term until this happened. It's apparently an old forestry term that, that does refer to damage done by extreme uh, weather or extreme conditions, in this case, extreme cold late in the season, especially like it was. Um, when that happens and when the bark separates, if it is lost half or more of the way around the tree, then you have a serious problem because just inside the bark is, uh, is the phloem. That's the tissue that brings the manufactured sugars from the leaves down to the roots. 
And just inside the phloem is the cambium, which makes more phloem, and on the inside, more xylem. Xylem is the wood of the tree. It's the lumber of a tree, and it is the uh, the non-living tissue through which the water and nutrients pass up into the tree, the straws of the tree. Uh, they take all that up to the leaves where the sugars can be manufactured. And so as a result, when you have radial shake and when you have bark lost, then you have a real problem. Now, here's what the... Here's what the uh, what I recommend to people: if you have had if you've had a little bit of loss of leaf canopy this year, think back to what they looked like in September, October. If you had 20, 30 percent of the normal leaf uh, loss of the normal uh, leaf canopy, you had 80 or 70 percent of the normal leaves, then your tree's probably fine, especially if the bark is intact, or at least you only have a few of the cracks. On the other hand, going the other direction, if you have, uh, if the tree lost most of its leaves and you only had 20 or 30 percent of the normal canopy, and if you had major loss of bark, it just came off in big sheets to the ground, and it uh, wraps around half or more uh, way around the trunk, then that tree is in great distress and may not make it. Uh, if it looks like it's going downhill, you need to think about taking the tree out before it falls because it may die and it could tumble uh, very easily with a snowstorm or a windstorm or an ice storm. And so you don't want to um, you don't want to take the chance that uh, it will come down and do damage or hurt someone. So that's something to think about, and that's also something to think about with other species of trees that are even weaker, like ash. A lot of ash trees were ruined by the cold, and we need to get them out of the way soon. Not not in the spring, but now. Um, with live oaks, if you have live oaks that uh, are kind of at that 50-50 point, you have a good bit of, of uh, most of the leaves, and the trees look fairly good. It's okay to wait until spring, but don't don't put this off forever. All right, so that is what we have. Let's go to Debbie in Forest Hill now. Debbie, this is Neil. Thanks for waiting on me. Uh, no problem. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I have St. Augustine grass, and uh, in September I fertilized it, early September, and then early October I put pre-emergent on it. But soon after uh, I put the pre-emergent, I start seeing brown spots. So I was thinking the sprinkler system did not water in the pre-emergent goods, so I took the water hose and went out there and watered some. But when I watered, I started seeing like the reddish, uh, like a reddish color. And then I noticed, I said, no, this is, it looks like fungus. So maybe Were the uh, spots that you were seeing in circles, maybe 18, 24, 30 inches across? Yes. Okay, that's brown patch. That is a, it is a fungus. It's a, it's called brown patch, or A and M is now starting to call it large patch for some reason. <laughs> brown patch is a uh, is a fungus, and um, when it just starts, you can easily identify it by pulling on the blades. And when they when you pull on them, they'll come loose in your hands very easily. They separate from the runners, and you will notice where they attach to the runners that they are rotted right at the base of the of the leaf. The leaf comes loose, the blade comes loose, and the runners are, are healthy. They're fine. Um, and that will normally happen in 
oh, I'd say October or November. It happens when it first turns cool with with rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it if it stays hot late like it did this year, it'll be delayed. If it doesn't rain like it did this year, you know, it didn't rain much in most of, of our area, then that will delay brown patch. But when it shows up, it will be in circles. And uh, it's just as you described it. By the way, your uh, early October application of pre-emergent was too late. You need to make that early September. Oh, okay. Need to move, need to move it back by a month. The last okay. week of August or the first week of September. Okay, this is my first time using pre-emergent. So. Sure. Okay. So um, so I put the Scott's fungicide down. Was that the right product? Uh, their Disease X has yes. uh, a, an active ingredient in it, and I'll, I'll give the name, although I'm not trying to impress anybody by giving it. It's just the only only active ingredient it has is azoxystrobin, and that is recommended for all of the turf diseases, for brown patch and then in the spring for take-all patch and for gray leaf spot in the summer. So, yes, you can't go wrong with that one. Okay. And then, so it still looks like it's, in the yard, even though I end up putting the fungicide down twice, uh, two weeks apart, but it's been like over a month now, month and a half, and I'm well, I but, still see where the fungus is. cool now, and, and it's coming back at slow rate. There's not much happening in a lawn at this point. It'll green up in the spring. You'll be able to see it over the winter. You'll see that that the uh, that the spots are there, but they will. The, the the runners will green back up again in the spring. Well, the runners are going to stay green, hopefully, and the new growth will come out in the spring. This is a fall disease, by and large. In South Texas, it will show up in the spring also, but in, in our area, it's a, a fall disease, and uh, the, the lawn should be fine come spring. From brown patch, now it may have these other issues I mentioned, but but uh, anyway, you might look at my at my website. I have on my homepage. I have St. Augustine diseases because I've had so many questions on them. I've just left that uh, on my homepage at neilsperry dot com. Okay, one other question. Well, two other questions, real quick. Uh, well, am I, I able- okay? Make it really quick, if you. I'm way way behind now. Okay, am I able to fertilize the lung this winter? There's no reason to fertilize at this point. The next fertilization will be in April. What's your other question? Do I need to put some fungicide down before I put uh, fertilizer in the spring? Uh, Only if you have take-all root rot, and I'll let you look on the website to see what that looks like. Okay, great. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for the call. Thanks for waiting on me. You betcha. All right. We'll come back and go to Sally and Benbrook and Tim in Springtown. So. Neil's phrase, Lone Star Gardening. If you uh, have my book, you look at Chapter 2, and it will tell you when to put out the pre-emergent weed killers in uh, in September, late August, September. It's right there in Chapter 2. And also back in the turf chapter, I might add, so you have a second chance to, to catch that one. There's a huge amount of information in this book. I spent a whole year putting this book together, and I think you will find it to be extremely beneficial to you in in succeeding in gardening. 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper. All that's nice, but if it didn't have information in it, it wouldn't be of much value to you. 
but it does have that information. I sign every copy as it sells. I chose not to put it in stores and not to put it on Amazon. I wanted to be able to sign the copies as they sell, and you couldn't do that if I did it in stores and Amazon. They're, frankly, sitting in the garage right now waiting to be signed this afternoon. I have about uh, three or 400 books that I'll be signing today, and uh, I'm, I'm proud to do that, and I'm grateful to you for buying that many. We've gone through a whole printing of the book uh, in eight or nine months, and I'm just amazed. The first printing lasted a year and a half, and this one lasted eight or nine months. The word's getting out. Thank you. This has 11 chapters covering lawns and landscapes, flowers, fruit, and vegetables. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny that you have invested in the book. Uh, 73,000 copies sold, and not one request for a refund yet. The book is thirty six ninety five. It makes a great holiday gift or a birthday gift or housewarming gift, whatever. The book is thirty six ninety five regular price. If you buy one book, that's the price. If you buy a second or third book shipped to the same mailing address, they're five dollars off. They're only thirty one ninety five each. That's a tremendous value. And uh, the the thing I need to tell you is, if you want them for Christmas, you need to order them today. Post office has told us that later this week. Uh, They will not guarantee Christmas delivery. If you order now, I'll have them in the mail tomorrow or Tuesday morning, and we can get them there long before Christmas. But if you wait until next week and you say, well, I'll I'll listen to your ad next week, Neil. Well, next week I'll be saying the special is still good, but I cannot guarantee Christmas delivery. It's as simple as that. So order right now. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, first book $36.95, second and third books only $31.95 each if they're shipped to the same address. Here are the two ways you can order since it's not in stores and not on Amazon. One is by calling my office tomorrow morning, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The other way, the better way, is to order from my website right now. And that's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Pastor Tommy. That is our church. Our family worships there. And uh, sharingtheheart.org is where his live stream will begin at 10.05 this morning. Sharingtheheart.org, First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. Tommy told me live on the air yesterday on, on KLIF on sister station, my program there, that uh, the uh, Christmas Eve services will begin with the children's service at noon on Christmas Eve, and will conclude with the the, the, uh, the, the last service at 11 p.m., and there are services every couple of hours all afternoon and evening. He's going to be one tired pastor by the time that day is over, and there are other pastors who will be assisting also, but oh my goodness gracious. So we hope you'll be part of it, sharingtheheart.org, and they will all be live-streamed. So that's another opportunity for you. Wild Birds Unlimited, I love these 
stores. You will, too, if you get into any of the three that sponsor me, you will find that they are great places to visit. Now, um, let me also tell you that the birds are starting to arrive at the feeders. The migrating birds, like the like the goldfinches, they are being reported in town and at the feeders. I haven't seen them at ours yet, but they are they are coming back. I have seen cardinals at our feeders. They have been out feeding on the native uh, uh, wild seed, but they're coming back to the feeders now, and we're getting a lot more activity now than we had two or three weeks ago. There is a time for about a month or six weeks where there isn't a lot of activity, but it is really picking up, and Wild Birds Unlimited has all different kinds of seed mixed and, and blended. This is This is blended by professionals. They really know what they're doing. I love their cylinders where it's all uh, uh, pressed together with mealworms and with all kinds of seed and, and dried fruit, things that the birds love. The woodpeckers come to those especially. It's really cool to watch a woodpecker hanging upside down eating mealworms out of one of those cylinders. It's just the neatest thing. You will enjoy that very much. And uh, all the supplies, everything you need, you can get at Wild Birds Unlimited. Let me tell you about the two stores in particular, and then a special message from the third. In Dallas, David's store is at 5715 West Lovers Lane, next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center. That's about a block west of the Dallas North Tollway on Lovers Lane. And uh, that is uh, Wild Birds Unlimited. The McKinney store, Birdie's store, is at 3001 South Harden Boulevard. That's just about a mile north of uh, Rayburn 121 Tollway and uh, just south of Tom Thumb by about 100 feet. (laughs) So it's in that same shopping center at uh, Harden and El Dorado Parkway, 3001 South Harden. And then Ron's store, which is one of the oldest uh, uh, Wild Birds uh, stores in the Metroplex, is it? Well, it has been at Mockingbird and Abrams, but that store is closed right now while he is building a new store, which will open in a week or two with 35 parking places and a meeting facility. It's going to be great. And listen for details of that one. And uh, I'll have those for you in a week or two. Now, all the information is at wbu.com slash dfw. wbu.com slash dfw. Wild Birds Unlimited bring people and nature together and doing it with excellence. Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected, and the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott & White Health and the hardworking healthcare front line, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby. We go back to the phones to Sally in Benbrook. Sally, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for taking my phone call. Um, sure. I have six six really healthy boxwoods, but they've grown to be about 40 inches in diameter, and they mm-hmm. have been trimmed occasionally, but um, I'm wondering about uh, pruning them back, you know, so they're a little bit more reasonably sized for the front of my house, which faces west, but it's also very much under a 30-year-old uh, shimmered red oak, and so mm-hmm. it only gets a lot of good sunlight, you know, direct sunlight when the leaves are off the tree. So I'm wondering, is it even a safe thing to do to cut those way back or... You know, can I and when and how far back? I don't know what you mean by way back. I would try to leave foliage on them. I wouldn't cut them back to stubble uh, because they would come back uh, variously. Some branches would leaf out again. Some would 
just be very content to be stubble after you after you're all said and done. Um, so the, the foliage on them only goes in about you know six to eight inches. So the interior of the of the is bushes yeah. is is wood, except for there is some green stuff coming you know up closer to the I would say this the trunk if there's not really a trunk, but more on the inside of the bush. And so could, yeah, could I, you be I don't want to hurt them. Could you be content by pruning them back by three or four inches all the way around? I don't think that's going to be enough, though, because it's you know covering a whole bunch of windows, and so okay. they've just really well, gotten. My, su- my suggestion, and what what I would do if I were you, is I would prune as you need to prune them, with the knowledge that if I if I prune them and they don't work, then I'm going to take them out and replace them. Replacing six shrubs is not the end of the world. Right. Um, if, if you prune them by, uh, normally what I will tell people is prune, pruning a plant 25 or 30 percent is a, a shrub. 25 to 30 percent is doable. Beyond that, uh, you're you're really taking a chance because it depends on the vigor of the plant. It depends on the amount of light it gets. It depends on a lot of things. I can't tell you how much you could prune them without seeing them and, and probably couldn't even then. Um, sometimes our plants will surprise us. But I think you could probably prune them uh, the three or four inches without any problem. Going back a foot worries me a great deal because that'll be pretty woody growth, and whether those right. those stems will have the ability to send out new shoots or not, I don't know. But you could try that, do that in the winter time. Uh, I would certainly do it uh, sooner rather than later. Well, I wouldn't do it now, but I'd, I'd do it maybe in January uh, before okay. there's any. Um, attempt by the plant to put out new growth because you don't want it to waste any of its effort and then punish it by trimming it then. You want to, you want to do the trim before the new growth is, is attempted. And then the 1st of March, you put out a, an all-nitrogen fertilizer on them, just like you would use on your lawn grass, and, uh, and water them deeply and see if you can uh, encourage new growth all the way down to the ground. That's what I'm worried about is the farther down on the plants that you go, the less new growth you'll have. And they may look really right. leggy, but I'm making right. no guarantees, Sally. You may end up needing to put <laughs> right. some dwarf ponds in or something else after this is all said and done. Okay, if I did this and, you know, like three or four inches, like you said, then that's probably going to come back that much in the spring. Grow that. It will. Thinking, it I will. It, like yeah, it would. Years. Yeah, it would. Okay. If you prune them as much as, as uh, a foot, they're going to come back, too. They're genetically programmed to be right. the size they are right now. So right. it's you're just buying time, and and uh, but I I can't get any farther without you know without okay. seeing them, and I I just uh, right. I, I have some I have some plants that are 45 years old in my landscape. They're going to be coming out within the next two or three weeks. I have the new plants Ooh. bought, and uh, and it's just time they outgrow their usefulness, and, and so I I feel your pain. I understand. Yeah. So, okay, anyway. thank you so much. Good luck with it. Thanks for the call. Mueller, homegrown goodness. That's what Mueller is all about. They've been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for more than more than 90 years. Now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. They're easy to assemble. Bolt-together greenhouses come in five sizes, from 6 by 9 to big 12 by 21 greenhouses. They feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk door and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. 
Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get a great greenhouse and get it from a Texas-grown company. That's Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Visit Mueller online at MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. These Mueller buildings are beautiful and they are so functional and the greenhouses, hey, that's a great way to enjoy the wintertime. MuellerInc.com. Mueller means greenhouses. The news can change in, in an instant. Check in three, four, five times a day for continual updates. And that's really what's happening here. News Talk 820 WBAP. News for eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. comes from my computer to your email every Thursday, a little after 6 p.m. You have to sign up for it, though, and you do so at my website. Same place you go to buy my book that I've been talking about this morning. And that is at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Click on the eGardens tab. We'll scroll down just beyond the sign-up information, and you'll see the most recent issue of eGardens, the five stories that we provide to you each week. I think you'll enjoy it. Take a look at it. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. 99 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP and WBAP.com. Texas is sending disaster assistance to Kentucky. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. Construction is closed east and westbound I-30's HOV lanes between Center Street and President George Bush Turnpike. Another construction project blocks Highway 67's HOV, both directions between Loop 12 Ledbetter and Camp Wisdom Road. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast, sunny and seasonable today, the high 60 degrees, a little warmer tomorrow, but lots of sunshine still, high temperature 68. Right now, clear skies, and we're looking at 41 degrees. Texas governor is sending aid to tornado-stricken Kentucky. Governor Greg Abbott Saturday activated Texas A&M Task Force 1 to aid in the aftermath of deadly tornadoes in western Kentucky. The 10-member crew's specialty is communications and technical gear associated with command control. Task Force 1 will assist the FEMA urban search and rescue teams that are searching for victims of the deadly tornadoes. Governor Abbott said Texas stands ready to assist our friends in Kentucky and asks all Texans to pray for those affected. Mike Trana, WBAP News. A missing 11-year-old Collin County girl's been located in a country outside the United States. The Collin County Sheriff has not identified that country, but says Sophie Long is safe and will be returned to North Texas. Her father, Michael Long, is in custody in that unnamed country on a felony warrant of interference with child custody. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout the day. Stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP. 99.5 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis, very much. Ace is the place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks who love to grill. If you're into grilling, you need to be in Ace. 
Ace can help you with all the great brands, Traeger, Weber, Big Green Egg, Kamado Joe, and more. Let the Ace Specialist show you the choices. You'll love grilling while the weather is wonderful. It's going to be beautiful out there this afternoon. Ace is the place for all of your grills and accessories and fuel needs for this holiday season. And you get free assembly and delivery on grills and accessories of over $399. That's for Ace Rewards members. You're not an award a reward member? Well, that can be handled in just a, just a few moments. It takes maybe less than a minute. You need to, uh, all you need is, is your cell phone number, and they will get you all registered. And when you go in, you just give them your cell phone number, say, I'm a Rewards Club member. And uh, they'll say, well, you surely are. And uh, then you get uh, lower prices, you get uh, different specials, you get all kinds of wonderful rewards. See your local Ace Hardware store for help in picking just the right grill for your needs. We gave our boys, our sons, uh, grills from Ace a year or two ago. And they are loving them. So Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. And Ace is the place with all the needs you might have for grills. They'll help you. And they'll greet you when you come in the door. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. It's good to just keep you in the know. Available on your smart devices. All you have to do is ask. Hey, Google, play WBAP. So the discussion at our home began, this is about 12 years ago. I actually began before that. Neil, I just am tired of the windows. They don't look right. They don't look good anymore. And that was quite a quite a difficult thing because at that point, my mother-in-law was living with us, and she and my wife had had uh, sewn the, the, the drapes that were hanging in the uh, shutters that I had hung, do-it-yourself kind of a project 45 years ago now, so that would have been uh, 32 years prior to that. And I said, well, I've been approached by sunburst shutters. I don't know them yet, but I'm going out. Let's go out and take a look at what they have. And it was plantation-style shutters made of poly wood, a man-made material. And I saw the, the comments that people were posting about how great these shutters are. And I did a little bit of homework, and I, I talked to, uh, well, Collins Jones is the owner and, and operator now. His dad had the business before and then retired. And I talked to Bruce about all the things that I wanted to know. And he so well, just come see the showroom. And, and he, uh, the, well, the showroom and then also the, uh, the factory where they were making them. And he said, here's how we, and he, he showed me a really difficult design, a window that somebody wanted a sunburst shutter in. And he said, our people love that challenge. And I have loved the opportunity to tell you about sunburst shutters. And you know, you, you may have noticed that every time I do an ad for them, I say, nice people. And I always emphasize that. And that is done because they are nice people. <laughs> that's a statement. I mean, that's, that's a, a sentence, a long sentence in two words, because they really are great people to deal with. They're honest. They have a highest quality product, two and a half, three and a half and four and a half inch louver size. Those are, those are plantation style. That's what that means. And they are the most energy efficient shutters in, in, uh, in America. So let them bring them to you and show you what they'd look like in your house. You'll be as happy as we are. Sunburstshutters.com, also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. 214-343-2601. That's sunburstshutters.com, 214-343-2601.
You don't just want your garden to grow. You want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott & White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. All right. Thank you, Stubby. And we go to Tim in Springtown. Tim, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Thanks for making it. I have, a, I guess, an odd problem, and um, I'm, I'm pretty new to aquaponics, and I don't know if you're familiar with it at all, but I bought uh, four uh, just stems, basically, and they're, they're mulberry bushes, the, uh, the dwarf ones, only supposed to get five to six feet. Um, I put two in planters, and I put two in the aquaponics system. They're all in the greenhouse. But the two in planters, I'm watering with the sump water that the fish create, and the others just in the aquaponics center. These things are growing so dang fast, they can't hold themselves up. Um, I, I, I'm telling you, they grew a foot in two weeks. I don't know if that's normal for these things, or <laughs> do I need something to do something to slow down the growth or just uh, support the weight of them? Um. I haven't grown them, so I, I have to be honest in that respect. Um, I'm online. I, I went online during Dennis' newscast to see if I could learn anything more about them. It's Morris Nigra, so it is a, a, a true enough mulberry. I just wanted to make sure we're <laughs> I'm talking about the right plant. Um, the only thing I can figure is probably that the uh, the the uh, water solution that you're using is so nutrient rich that it's just encouraging that rapid growth. And uh, how much sunlight are they getting? That's a you know that may be a valid question. I don't know how much shade you have over the fish. Well, um, actually, they're in a greenhouse, and uh, I know. The, the the greenhouse isn't very well put together, you might say, and it gets really cold in there. So what I did is I took some six mil plastic and covered the whole thing. So there's almost no sunlight getting through, but I have grow lights on them. And uh, that's your problem. That is your problem. That's not nearly enough light for a, for a, any mulberry dwarf or otherwise. And I, I'll bet you, if you look at a given stem, I'll bet you'll find that the leaves are, are long ways apart compared to what they should be. Um, I don't know, but the, the bushes are beautiful and just so full. The leaves are huge. I mean, it's now the, what, the ones what happens, that are grown. Yeah, go ahead. The two that are grown in the planters, but I'm watering with the fish water, uh, wastewater uh, once a day. They're growing fast, but not nearly as fast as the ones that are actually in the system that are, you know, that water's being run through and drained, run, run through You're, and drained. Hear what I'm saying, Dennis. You're, you're asking why they're growing so fast. I, I, you know, so I'm answering that one question and trying to do a good job with that one. Um, when you have any plant that is growing in less light than it would like to have, it will respond by having longer internodes, the space between the leaves on the stems, and larger leaves than normal. They'll be much larger than normal. And uh, and and that's what it sounds like is happening with your plants. 
Um, I think if you if you had plants in pots, two of them, I would next spring I would set them out into the into a bright spot or set one of them out and let it be your your measure and see if it responds differently than the one you leave back in the greenhouse. But that's the only thing I can think of that would cause them to elongate so quickly. And uh, anytime somebody says my plant is growing, that doesn't mean that it's happy and it's vigorous and it's growing. Uh, it means that it's it's stretching. You 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 see plants that are in a dark room, house plants that people have in their house, and they are they are leaning toward a window. Well, actually, they're not leaning toward the window. They're leaning away from the darkness, trying to get to light. Uh, the plant physiologist will tell you that the, the plant is the, the cells on the on the dark side are elongating. Uh, the the hormone that causes growth is destroyed by the light, and so there's no destruction on the dark side. Those cells elongate. That's why these these stems, these inner nodes, are so lengthy. That's what it is, and uh, or at least that's my best guess. I don't know anything else to suggest. Well, it makes sense. Would you suggest cutting them back, or like all of them have three until, or four shoots coming straight until up? I, I get all of that, but until they get full sunlight, they're not going to grow the way you expect a mulberry to grow. Mulberries are full sun plants. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I encourage you to... Planters out in the uh, outside after the winter passes, but I'm just trying to keep them good and healthy over the winter. Well, you, they need to go dormant. It's, it's a deciduous plant, and oh. so it needs to lose its leaves. Keeping them in a in a greenhouse would be like trying to keep a peach tree in a greenhouse. It needs to have that dormant period. Uh huh. So should I just turn the grow lights off on them and let them go dormant? Grow lights put out such a small amount of light compared to what they would need outdoors in, in full sunlight. They're not plants that are made to be grown under grow lights. That's They're, they're getting one hundredth of what they need. But this is not a plant that's suited to what you're trying to accomplish. I, I, that's the best way for me to put it, I think. Yeah, i got to run. I have uh, some callers behind you, but, but I'd, I'd enjoy those, but I don't think they're made for the culture that you're doing. There are other plants that would be better suited, that, uh, and I'm not that familiar to give you the, the, the best ones. Did, did somebody recommend those for this, uh, this kind of culture? No, I've put all types of plants and bushes sure. and berry plants and you know stuff. To I just I don't think eat. they're the right thing for that. I think they need to be grown as novelties outdoors, but I don't think they're going to be good plants for the the pond culture like that. Hey, I got to run. I appreciate your call though. It's a, a one of a kind question. Never have had it before. It's a good one. So. I appreciate it very much. Thank you, Tim. Okay, let me tell you, I'll, I'll do one more break, my last break, and then we'll go to Dennis and University Park and Mark and Wiley. I want to make sure I get my callers in. Uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book. This is the last offer that I will make with this special for Christmas delivery. Uh, it is the perfect gift that would be used and remembered for many, many years. 344 pages, 840 of my best photos, a hardback, Printed on high-quality paper by Clear Visions Printing in San Antonio by the airport. I sign every copy as it sells. It covers everything about outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. You can give it with confidence. Eleven chapters covering lawns and landscapes, flowers, fruit, and vegetable gardening. 
Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar of when you plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of the plants that you are growing. Your satisfaction is guaranteed, or I'll give you a full refund. It makes a great holiday gift or housewarming or birthday present, anniversary present. It's only $36.95 plus tax and postage. $36.95 is a tremendously low price for a book that has all that I just mentioned to you, a hardback with all of that size and all that information. The first book is regular price. Here's the Christmas special. First book is regular price. If you're just buying one, it'll be $36.95. But if you're buying two or three, the second and third books are only $31.95. That's if they're shipped to the same address. Just $31.95 for the second and third books per book. They make great gifts, and you're saving a lot of money at the same time. Here are the two ways you can order. It's not in stores and not on Amazon, but you must order immediately if you need Christmas delivery. I'll have the same special next week, but I will be telling you I cannot guarantee Christmas delivery. So here are the two ways you can order. One is to call my office tomorrow morning, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The better way is to order right now at my website, that's neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. For more than 20 years, I've told you about advanced foundation repair leaders in the foundation repair industry. They hold the patents. They led the way. First with a warranty that's transferable owner to owner for the lifetime of the house. Don't let expanding and contracting clay soils tear up your foundation and ruin your house. Call for their free home inspection. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. It's Foundation Repair. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. They are good. Thank you very much. Let me tell you about uh, Womack Nursery Company also. Speaking of good, this is a a third-generation family business that began back in the 1930s. Family-owned and operated Womack Nursery grows their nursery stock. They have uh, several hundred acres where they grow their own fruit trees and grapevines and berries. They uh, then ship all across Texas and the South. They have the Texas A&M recommended varieties that you, you want to be growing for your area. They will help you choose the best varieties for your area. In fact, they list them on your on their website. You can also go to the Texas A&M website and, and look up the individual types of fruit trees that you want to grow or fruit crops that you want to grow, whether it's grapes or blackberries or peaches, plums, apples, whatever it is. And you can find the best varieties, and then you can go to Womack's and buy them. It's as simple as that. Now, I do have the one recommendation, that is don't delay because they sell out of the most popular varieties fairly early. They ship bare-rooted. You don't have to go to their nursery to pick up the nursery stock to pick up the trees and vines. They will mail them to you. They've been doing that since the 1930s. They have it down pretty much to a science. This is the great nursery, the great source 
for uh, the uh, the stock that you want to be planting for your orchard, your vineyard. That's Womack Nursery Company. I'll give you the particulars. Let them mail to you. Take a look at their uh, website, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Womack Nursery Company, W-O-M-A-C-K. They're in DeLeon, Texas, over toward Brownwood, 2551 State Highway 6. DeLeon, D-E, capital L-E-O-N, DeLeon, Texas, 76444. Their phone number, though, Monday through Saturday, is 254-893-6497. That's 254-893-6497. It's WomackNursery.com. WomackNursery.com, Womack Nursery Company, DeLeon, Texas. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our healthcare workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby. A quick reminder that Christmas is for caring. The 43rd annual Christmas is for caring begins tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. right here on 820 WBAP, and I hope you'll join us. I'll be here with the list of gifts for the residents of the Denton State Supported Living Center. Men and women, average age 55 to 60, who do not have family in most cases uh, to provide for them. You and I need to do that. The state certainly won't do it. We'll have all those details starting at 6 tomorrow morning when the phone banks open. Christmas is for caring. Dennis in University Park, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. I have uh, some dwarf boxwood. They are beginning to die at one stem at a time is turning a tannish brown. Okay. Um, I want you to, I'm going to do some homework. I hope I can remember to do it this week with uh, Christmas is for caring going on all week. Uh, but uh, I need to contact the Texas A&M Plant Disease Diagnostic Lab and ask them how many uh, inquiries they're getting on boxwood blight. I want you to look up. That's a man, People use the term blight with all kinds of diseases, but that is the official name of a disease that came into the United States in the 1990s from uh, Europe and uh, is now on the East Coast. And um, I'm, I'm sure eventually will begin to show up in Texas. Look up uh, boxwood blight, and I would do so by looking at um, two or three university websites. I would look at North Carolina State University. I would look at Clemson and University of Maryland. I believe those are three, maybe Wisconsin. Those are three or four that, that had good write-ups on boxwood blight. All right, sir. And uh, see what they have to say. It's a, it's a new disease. Um, it is not a good one, and uh, hopefully that's not what we have here yet. I need to see, before I start accusing the plant of having that disease, I need to make sure that it's even a candidate. But that's uh, that's where I, I would start, and that's where I will start. So. Okay, great. That's a, that's a good start for me, Neil. I sure appreciate it. Thank you, Dennis. Thanks for the call. Let me go to Mark in Wiley. Mark, this is Neil. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, sir. How can I help? So I bought a property here recently. It's a large lot. The previous owner used a product called Target 6 to kill the Johnson grass in the yard. And the Bermuda was starting to come back, but then winter hit. And now the clover has just exploded and has taken over the yard. 
So I'm looking at, you know, what could be done now to control the clover and versus what do I do in the spring? All right. When it's 70 degrees in a couple of days, you can use a broadleafed weed killer containing 2,4-D, the number 2, comma, the number 4, and then a hyphen, and then D as in dandelion. Those are broadleafed weed killers. There are several brands on the market. And uh, Mark, uh, a lot of them have other active ingredients in the uh, in the in the fray uh, with the uh, with the two four D. They'll have two other active ingredients, and they're sold as Trimac, uh, the the three together. Um, and that's fine uh, as long as you don't have trees and shrubs nearby. If if you have trees, the uh, product will say do not use beneath trees. So you have to be a little bit guarded in that respect. But um, uh, if you're using a pump sprayer, a tank sprayer, not a hose-in sprayer, you won't be putting enough out to do any damage if you just apply it directly to the clover. At least that's been my experience. I I can't recommend you put it beneath trees, but I I will tell you that uh, if you're careful in applying it, I I think you can do that. And certainly with 2,4-D, which is not active in the soil, you, you uh, you can do it around the trees. Just don't do it on a windy day and don't do it when it's going to rain and wash it off. That will take care of clover. Maybe put one drop of a liquid dishwashing detergent in with it to help it hold on the waxy leaves of the clover. i got to run. Folks, thank you for listening. Mike Bass, thank you for saving us today. Until next week, happy garden.